Welcome to Dreams X Trash. Hey, I'm Oscar, co-host of Dreams X Trash, Kenyan living and working in Japan with dreams of being more than an unknown writer. And I'm Jason, fellow co-host of Dreams X Trash, Kenyan living in Japan and tech and art enthusiast. And Jason, what do we do here? Well, Dreams X Trash is a podcast hosted by us, two Kenyans living in Japan. We have lived in Japan for a combined period of six years, six years, and English Jesus. teachers. Jesus is right. The conversations are a parasocial look at Japanese, Kenyan culture, society, history, philosophy, and a lot of bullshit that swirls around in our lives. I agree with that. And these conversations are a journey of us attempting to make sense of our lives, the world around us, and us trying to make something of what little knowledge we have. And we do have very little knowledge. And that journey starts right now. another week another podcast how are you doing i'm doing okay how are you uh-huh. same as usual it's work same as always same as trying to get better yes i'm trying to get better the disciplined life nice yeah, yeah, yeah. you know nothing much has changed the past one week you know we're still alive <laughs> russia yeah, hasn't yeah, yeah. russia and america haven't killed us all with the nukes uh-huh. over ukraine so you know uh-huh. oh. although three hasn't started so we're good Life is good. We're good. We're doing well. We're doing well. Yeah. And mm. let's jump into the appreciation of the week. This week goes to Lewis Ngare. Lewis Ngare. Like, this, me and Lewis go back, way back. Way, 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 way mm. back. And mm. he sent some really supportive messages. And I'd like to just take the time to appreciate him. You know, it's always wonderful mm. getting support from the people that you know. And it really, mm-hmm. I don't know about, I, I think it, I could definitely actually say for the both of us, it really helps in those times where you're having the low points. Yes, 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 yes. And it, it, it keeps you motivated. So getting a, a message from Lewis was absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much, Lewis. Thank you, Lewis. I, I saw the message. It was really beautiful to know that we have people who, are, who have listened to every single episode. And we have some really, really bad episodes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you must listen to episode one. <laughs> to be honest, I can't even listen to the first couple of episodes. We did. Those, the audio was so raw. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's good we have people like that. Uh, we appreciate you, Ngari. Thank you so much. Uh, I knew Ngari as well from university. We didn't really talk, but mm. I knew him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm glad that he's supporting us to this day. Thank you, Ngari. Thank you. Okay. And with that, what is the what's happening in the news, Oscar? So, it's not really news this week, but rather something we decided to talk about last week, which was, the question was, are there any cultures in the world that view dark skin as beautiful? The answer might surprise you. Why why, why are you pausing like as if it's going to be an advert? (laughs) Soon after. Very suspicious, Oscar. But continue. (laughs) I'm building it up, Jason. I was about to build up a punchline. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, uh, I really I really did this because I was really looking for a culture where dark skin is seen as, be- seen as beautiful. I could not find a single one. Not one, Jason. 
not one. I'm the like, deeper I looked, the deeper I looked, the darker and more terrifying the information got. <laughs> like not even one? Not even one. Not even one. Like, you know, it's like okay, maybe for westerners it, I assume that westerners might believe that in Africa since we are mostly all black we might view dark skin as beautiful but in Africa it might be even worse than the western world so the the notion of colorism is very prevalent in Africa right so there's this one study out of the University of Cape Town that suggests that one woman in three in South Africa bleaches her skin one in three women Jason, in South Africa bleaches their skin they want to be lighter uh-huh. right Another study from University of Georgia said listen to this uh this is now in America of course uh researcher the name of the researcher is Vanessa Gonlin says the effects of colorism can be devastating within and across communities see several studies since 2006 have documented how darker skin is associated with longer prison sentences for the same crime decreased mental and physical health lower marital rates for women lower wages for men and immigrants and lower perceived intelligence right uh-huh. and it goes on and on and on about how another article says africa where black is not really beautiful what oh Dude. that that headline is just trying to this is such a it, clickbait such a clickbait it, title honestly it goes on and well, it's all about mostly about skin bleaching how like for instance uh, so it says here that nigeria hmm, uh, the world health organization has reported that nigerians are the highest users of skin bleaching products 77% of nigerian women bleach their skin on a regular basis uh. 77% right it's like that's that's supposed to be africa like people keep saying black is beautiful black is beautiful. like that's the new mantra for they know for the blacks in america right it's, it's not really new but it's been it's been around like since marco marco makes days right it's a counterculture push right yes but you see like that's the thing like it's it's counterculture but not just in america but for the whole world right yep to say black is beautiful it seems like that's the counterculture for most of the world because we all know for a large portion for the large portion of recent history mm. black hasn't been uh, up there in terms of attractiveness you know no, for lots no, of people no, no. actually till today there's still lots of places where black people are still like you know we're not we're not mm-hmm. we're not considered fully human that's the truth yeah you know? yeah yeah you know that that's really sad you know i know i wouldn't even call it sad i guess it just it is what it is it it's is, thing, it it is, is what it is you can't you can't expect to change everyone's thinking you know nope but now the problem is the problem lies with the individual right that person who looks down on him or herself because of the tone of their skin and i i can speak on this subject because i did look down on myself because of the tone of my skin huh. and of course that was a consequence of the things people will say about me but you know it did take some time for me to build confidence about this you know like whenever this article is really about people's bleaching their skin they repeat over and over again it's all about self esteem it's a, it's a self esteem issue it's a lack of self esteem well they're right? bombarded with the ideas of a specific kind of beauty 
exactly, exactly. Being light-skinned is the epitome of being beautiful. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when yes. that becomes mm-hmm. your symbol of beauty, then you look at yourself mm-hmm. and you you have to judge yourself based on that symbol, right? Exactly. And exactly. people with dark exactly. skin look at that and go like, oh, I'm nothing like the symbol, hence I mm-hmm. must be ugly. And I will guess that it's, no, I, I know it's much worse today because of, of mass media. I assume in the past, before colonization, before the advent of, you know, telecommunications, the only image of beauty you had in your village, in your town, was the prettiest person in that town, right? Yeah. Everyone aspired to be like that and person, you know? The potential. Maybe, I, the best you could do was dress like them. But now, you see it everywhere. You open Instagram, you see people who look, well, perceptibly pers- <laughs> more attractive than you, right? And it's all the same kind of person, right? You know, the square jaw, the blue eyes, the blonde hair, you know, it's like, you know what I mean? The competition, so like, the competition... Mm-hmm. Uh, range has not just widened it's also the amount of judgment we get to as well right exactly the exactly. judgment itself has gone far before it would probably be like if you really were like an ugly or a bad person for example the people who are mm-hmm. judging you were your parents your friends and the people in the community right mm-hmm. now if you do something wrong or if you look wrong like uh, it's the whole world it's the whole world you best, with Instagram you best not have an Instagram you know you yeah. best not have an Instagram <laughs> everyone's judging you now no? We're more yeah, judgmental yeah. now than ever, actually. Mm-hmm. And this affects young women and girls a lot more than does boys, right? Yeah. Now that, that's the third part. There's this a book. I haven't read the book, but a book by an American professor called Jonathan Haidt called "The Coddling of the American Mind." Uh-huh. And in this book, he says that well, he says that suicide in young girls in America has risen by over a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Over a hundred percent. Over a hundred. Oh, it's gonna be like. So, what is that attributed to exactly? Is it just so? So, according to what he wrote, the suicide rates increase increase to the advent of the iPhone. Like the way they go was hand side by so side. So, <laughs> the study is showing a correlation. Mm, a correlation. Yes. Yes. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. okay. I just wanna be very clear of what 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 is the final statement? You know, what is the conclusion of the study? Well, I don't. I didn't read the final. I haven't read the, the book, so I can't say what the final conclusion was. Ah, okay, I see. Which I'm not really sure if in Kenya we started getting suicide watch lines. Did you see that? On suicide watch groups. No, 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 I did not. This was when I was like in when I was just leaving. So this was like mm-hmm. three years ago, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And to me, that seemed kind of interesting because it was just like I never thought that suicide in Kenya was a problem. It definitely happened, right? Mm. I know mm. people who did it. Or like, okay, mm. I don't know them directly, but I know of people who have done it, right? And I just n- never thought it was a social issue in Kenya. Yet now we have hotlines and groups and stuff like that. Is it? Is the problem become big enough that people are now forming groups to help combat the social issue or is it that the mental illness and suicide has always been an issue it's just now that we're acknowledging it you know in recent in recent times we've acknowledged it recent years um i'm not too sure i'm not too sure what do you uh, think i feel like mm, i feel like it's just becoming more of an issue right because there's an argument put, put forth whereby, like in, in Kenya, just like the rest of the world, there is like bullying in schools, right? Uh-huh. 
but for most people especially as a kid in primary school right mm. the bullying will end once you go home right but right now if you have instagram if you have instagram the bullying is endless it does not stop once you turn on your phone the bullying continues and it spreads to all of your friends everyone you know no, exactly, they can exactly. even they harass the people that know you right <laughs> yes 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 so it's but maybe uh, there was definitely suicide in the past but maybe the people didn't just talk about it as much maybe there wasn't a reason to talk about it because it wasn't much of an issue you know then this i'm throwing a random number out there if 10 people out of a thousand commit suicide it's it's not much to talk about right uh-huh but if it's 70 out of a thousand now we have to say something about it right uh-uh. and that's why maybe that's the same issue that's happening in Kenya, but like definitely suicide rates are increasing you know the economy is falling down people are losing their jobs oh but uh, now now it makes even more sense for suicide rates to increase because of corona and whatever yes, corona exactly. effect had on the economy mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. remember when did you see those like like a, for months the market was closed down what market in like i don't even know what like I'm trying to look for the English word. You know, when I say market, I mean like the people selling on the streets, the street market. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, and as a fellow Kenyan, you know, and people who don't know, that is like, that is like the lifeline for people who That's are coming from the rural areas. Hungry. Yes, yeah, yeah. These people are living literally on the daily, yeah, daily earnings. Yeah, daily earnings. Sorry, the daily earnings yeah, that yeah. they're that they're getting from <laughs> the food from the food and mm-hmm. stuff that they just sell on the streets right mm-hmm. it's literally if they don't sell x amount of goods on a given day they don't eat on that day yes yes it's yes. literally that serious so yes. for them to have been forced to close down their own like shop because of the government mandate right because of corona mm-hmm. they had nothing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they had absolutely nothing Mm-hmm. and that's at the lowest level you know even at the top level there's so many businesses that close down you know mm-hmm. so and usually there's always uh i i consider like both groups like people it doesn't matter where you are in the hierarchy there will be some sort of effect on you if the lowest mm-hmm. people in society are getting affected they will mm-hmm. affect other groups of society as well you know whether it's like course, the lowest groups now are much more violent and become more, mm-hmm. they, they resort more to more criminal activities to get their daily necessities. Like one way or another, society feels it, right? There will always be a fact. Mm-hmm. And it's like these people are our children. Are they not the children of our society? Of course they are. Of course they are. And uh, I don't know. We'd like to pretend like they're not. Anyway, I'm digressing. That, that, that to me is a huge thing. So now I think about like obviously in a case scenario like that so suicide must have gone up it must have gone up 100%. it must have gone up yeah like what is it like another this is not kenya this is what i heard about australia i had in the past year death by suicide was higher than death by corona oh yeah oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. can you imagine can the you people the people who lost their jobs they probably don't even have corona right <laughs> the young people they're just like businesses are closed i can't make any money my parents might be dead i can't leave the house i can't meet my friends i can't meet somebody to like just you know someone to get an intimate connection with you know you can't do that and i think 
Australia was the most affected by the by the lockdowns. You know, it's like I think you're not allowed to go further than five kilometers out beyond your house. That's so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So I can is, imagine like that. That is not a scientifically based mandate what was that i don't i don't know i don't know it okay that doesn't matter but the point is you know you're, you're affected economically you're affected socially like what's the point of living if you can't interact with people if you can't work and uh, the way you you make you meet some mates now is on tinder yeah, <laughs> and exactly, previously exactly. we talked about the problems of tinder yeah good yeah, luck yeah. if you're so, an average man on tinder good luck <laughs> no you're not getting anything you're an average man you need to be a billionaire with a six-pack. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, so you can imagine. So, yeah. Look, the meaning of life is being lost on a day-to-day basis, you know? The advent of technology is driving meaning out of our lives. I spoke to you about how in the past, I've said it over and over again when I went to it's... work as a lumberjack. Okay. Okay, continue. Uh, that was the most physically ex- grueling job I've ever had. But it was also the most spiritually and psychologically satisfying job right you know working with with this older man you know just working out in the sun lifting heavy logs you know it's really hard physically in the moment but the break times are really good i could talk to this older man i could take a nap you know once i'm done for the day i just go and sleep like i have dinner and i sleep (laughs) like i'm too Uh. tired to like chill and watch youtube you know i'm just too exhausted i just sleep and the week, next morning, I wake up feeling so refreshed. I'm ready to go out and work again. But now, all your, all our jobs are going online. Even me as a teacher. And now I'm teaching students online, you know? Uh-huh. Now, for you as a, as a graphics designer, it's, that's, you're online all the time, right? You're pretty much online for the whole day. Yeah, I have to be online. Exactly. So where, where is the human interaction? The only so- person you interact with is pretty much your spouse, right? Your fiancé. I, I agree with you, but mm. let's walk back to your statement. You say technology mm. as if technology is a force, yet technology is nothing but a tool, no? So well. it's not exactly driving meaning. Technology is a car. Technology is mm-hmm. the smartphone. These things on, mm-hmm. on its own aren't really doing anything in our lives, right? Of course not, of course not. But there are consequences to how the tool is being used, right? So we're misusing uh, technology. Yes, yes, that's the point, right? A hammer is used to, you know, to... I'm going to use the word again, to hammer nails down, right? Yes. But a hammer can also be used to kill people. Yes, so you're misusing the hammer. You don't blame yeah, you don't blame the hammer, like, you don't blame the technology. I'm, I'm not blaming right? the hammer, I'm saying uh. technology... Hmm. The way we use technology is part is partly responsible for things for the lack of meaning we feel in our lives. I, I think, and, like I was, I was having this conversation with my with my wife a few days ago. Right. Whereby, like we will, we let our daughter watch this this YouTube for kids, you know, Coco Melon and stuff, just kids songs and stuff. Uh-huh. And I went down this random random rabbit hole, like looking at well, who's the owner of Coco Melon, how do they make these videos, and I saw a random study about how. Kids are getting addicted to these videos on YouTube. Of course. Kids are, th- are throwing tantrums. And I realized, whatever this study is saying, it's, it's like it's talking about my daughter. Hey, word for word, you know? Really? <laughs> she's throwing, she throwing tantrums, too. I mean, she's not, not extreme tantrums, but you can see, like, when you turn that thing off, she gets angry. She gets really angry. Right? Yes. We we have a similar experience. It was like watching TV as your kid, as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. You loved no, but it's, 
but it's much worse for them because now it's endless. It is endless. just on a loop. It's like a 10-hour video. It's a 10-hour video. <laughs> Jesus, no, it's right. Like, that's <laughs> streaming endless content. Yes. Now, YouTube. So, I can say, number one, through watching this Cocomelon videos, my daughter has learned a lot of English. English that I don't have time to teach her, right? Nice. So she, so it's a, it's a useful tool in that sense, right? Huh. But now, the downside is that it's making my daughter an addict. When my daughter comes home, the first thing she says is, put on baby. That's what she calls the videos. Baby, baby. <laughs> put on baby, what? Yeah, she knows, and she knows. Like, she goes to the, to the laptop, and she points at the, what do you call them? The icon, the icon for the specific video she wants to watch. Oh, family, you know, no. I want this one. Hey, this, I want this one. She's just she's downloaded the the symbols and everything. Like it's it's not only that. Like she knows how to put like if let's say I'm watching Netflix or something and she wants to, me to put the commandant for. She just go to the laptop and pause Netflix and say no. It's baby time. It's time for baby. Yo, I didn't reach that age until I was like seven or eight. Isn't it fascinating? Isn't it fascinating how good some of these kids are getting with technology? They, give, they become t- like technologically the literacy right the, the, the tech literacy in the youngest of people is so it's spiking so hard the kids who yeah, out I'm... there I, I met a kid who mm. was showing me this was still back, back when I was teaching he was mm. showing me how he changes the OS's on his mm. mom's iPad this was mm. just a random conversation after class mm. right Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, no, something you can go here, here, and then change the OSs. I'm just like, how does this kid even know what an operating system even is? Yeah. He's like, yeah. You know, he's it's like, like eight or nine. What? So, my, my, the point I'm making is like. No, no, he's far younger. Right? I think he was like five or six, honestly. Like, so, yeah, so that's happening. The reason why it's happening is because all these devices are so user friendly, right? They say user friendly. And now, number one, the kid learns how to do all these things. And I can say, okay, I can, I can put a cap on how much time my, my daughter spends on YouTube, right? Right. However, mom and dad are working. When mom and dad come home, they don't want to be chasing a kid around. Of course. Right? So we let the technology do the raising of our child for us. You put... And the kid also... They, 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 they go into a trance, right? No, exactly. It's, it's, it's I like... I swear to God, it's if a, you see my daughter... She's a zombie. She's just looking at the screen. You know what she's looking. <laughs> no, but we've seen it too in our teaching jobs, right? In yeah, those yeah. the most rowdiest of classes, right? You mm-hmm. put like a green class. So this is like mm-hmm. kids between the ages of what, four to six? Yeah, four to six. Four to six, right? You put in a DVD, put on some cartoons, some English cartoons, like Tom and Jerry. They zone out. Even the most yeah. craziest of kid will. They will, they will stop. Whatever they're doing, they won't even return the toys or whatever they were throwing around. They will literally just lie on the floor and just yeah. start watching. Yeah. Absolute yeah. trance. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no way. Like, I, you're right. I shouldn't. Technology is just a tool. I shouldn't assign blame to technology. But the way the world is set up right now, the way things are moving, and every, yeah, everything is moving online, right? So, of course. We want technology to be a tool to make life easier. But is it really making life easier or is it just pulling meaning out of the life? Out of, it's extracting It's extracting the meaning that will have been found in life without technology. 
So going right? back to your, what you said about meaning and technology, mm-hmm. I thought that was very mm-hmm. interesting. I think technology mm-hmm. has reached a point, like you said, user-friendly and so intuitive. And mm-hmm. because of our, our technology literacy rates like becoming so high now. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, with me, I was learning programming at the age of like 11 or 12. I was literally mm-hmm. picking up even less than that. Like, I think 8 or 9, I was picking up HTML books. At 10, 11, mm-hmm. I was trying to learn C++. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, that was stuff like my dad was learning in university at his age. Mm-hmm. So it just shows you mm-hmm. like in generational like the generational um, knowledge is increasing, right? We're learning things at a very young age. And I think that's across the board. I don't think that's just with tech, but uh, let's just focus yeah, yeah. on tech, right? So now with meaning, right? If if we have more kids who are able to use computers more proficiently, mm-hmm. right? This opens up a whole, a whole like mountain of doors for them to express themselves in different ways with the technology is that not wrong okay yes yeah, so so i wouldn't i don't want to agree or disagree with that the reason being i don't know what these doors are because i'm not seeing them yet what but we, the we see them I with know, tiktok right if not like tiktok true, true. memes but, music say, i wouldn't i wouldn't assign meaning to what is being done on tiktok and instagram okay not 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 everything not everything but most of it let me tell you why because if you look at tiktok videos a majority of them is people just doing crazier and crazier things to get attention that's that's some true that's doing, that's one aspect it's of like, it, it but it's some totally people meaningless like okay that's what i'm saying i wouldn't say i wouldn't disagree with your with your comment right yeah but i also want to i wouldn't totally agree as well because most of it isn't really meaning it's just attention seeking all right let me let me change what I, let me change what i said a bit so let letting go meaning for a second it's about expressing themselves right because it's through that expression of creativity or imagination that meaning is created right okay okay and i just see that there's so many more outlets for kids and young people to express themselves online it's so ridiculous right before it was just really really hard to make a song it was really really hard to make some digital art now it's like bro you can pick up any free software watch a youtube video that's like 10 minutes long because who lord knows how many youtube channels and how many youtube videos have been made on how to do things nowadays right diy type stuff do it yourself right yeah. And you can become a musician or you can become a designer in basically almost no time if you really focus on it. So the okay, bar has so been lowered, right? I have to agree. I have to agree with you. Hmm, but, hmm, but what are we... Yes, yes. I, I guess you're right. What are we actually doing with all of this creative potential, right? Because if you think of... All right. So we're enabling even the youngest of society. We're enabling mm-hmm. them to start creating content at very young age. Mm-hmm that means we should have more meaningful content in general in the society right if you just do yes, the basic I agree, math, I, agree. Right? I agree but uh-huh. is that the case I, I i no i don't know no no i don't think it's the case at all i don't think yes we definitely have more meaningful okay so here's the thing i will i will argue that in the past the only content you will see out in the public sphere you know the most popular books the most popular music or music that people music and books and creations of art that people took a long long time to, to create or produce right uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Because the, the only thing that would, would have been accepted were the best of the best, right? Right, 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 right. It yeah. was a very much like the top 1% of the, exactly. of the industry is what gets recognized, right? Exactly. But now you don't need, we don't need managers anymore. We don't need publishers. No, so you just, I can just, just put on the book, right? And we, we are a good example of that. We don't need yeah. the official mainstream industry connections. We can literally exactly. make a podcast and just throw it online. Exactly. However, the consequence of that being that you're also getting a lot of trash out there. Right? And okay. sometimes okay. trash is attractive. As an example mm-hmm. is a random, a random thing I saw on Instagram. Uh, a video of a millionaire driving a Lamborghini or a Bugatti gets, what, millions of views, right? Uh-huh. But a video of a billionaire showing you how to start and operate a video gets only a thousand views. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's just... Right? Okay, what platform was right. this on? Because that also matters. This is, U- this is YouTube, YouTube. I think you see yeah, that so, a, a, a lot in a lot of even like TikTok, but TikTok are ah, very specific. No, t- t- TikTok it's is very specific. It's, it's mostly soft coupon. <laughs> That's like I don't even talk about TikTok. You know what? <laughs> we discussed that with my cousins because they love TikTok. Um, so, okay, so okay, oh, by the way, for people who don't left. know, um, the guests for next week, we have that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, cousins, yeah. my cousins yeah, so, but like, they also have their own podcast and they're doing their own thing so i think mm-hmm. they'll be really good guests i think that topic so this, specifically would be very very interesting let to me hear. say let, a tangent about tiktok just a short quick tangent the tangent here being that all phones have follow an algorithm right they know the users of the phone and thus when you open tiktok TikTok will give you content based on the algorithm that is being recorded, that is being created, generated by your phone, right? Yeah, well, not so by if think, it's user data, right? Yeah, they user, know your yeah, profile. Data, they, they, they follow your profile. Know, they have, they see your watch patterns. They track your watch yeah, patterns so and they please, try to predict the future, basically. Please forgive my language. I'm not very well-versed in that <laughs> in technological jargon. It's but okay. What I, mean here, mm-hmm. what I mean here is that as a man, when you open TikTok, what you will get isn't the same thing that a woman will get when she opens TikTok. But I we, think that's what I like. But we just established on an individual level, even right now, me and you can both be men, but what I would get on TikTok exactly. as Jason Wasau would not be the same as you, Oscar Ruto, you know? But it definitely what you what you will get would be closer to what I get than what you will get as compared to women would get. Is that true? I, I believe that's true because when I open TikTok and my wife opens TikTok, it's totally different. It's totally different. It's like again, you know, how, how, how do you I separate? Open, how do you separate the gender lines versus the individual lines? How do you know maybe you make your wife is just not getting content based on her preferences rather her, than her gender? L- let me tell you why. Because of my gender. Let me w- tell you what I mean. I mean that because as a man, I am I am male. I am a straight man, right? Yeah. When I look. At, let's say Instagram, for instance, and I see a picture of a, a hypersexual, sexualized influencer. I might look at that for a few seconds, seconds longer than my wife fooled, right? And the, and guess what? They track that. Yeah, exactly. They, tra- they even track your That's, swiping time. How long it exactly. takes you to swipe on an average video? So they That's probably look at Oscar takes a second longer. All they need is like exactly. milliseconds longer to look at this specific kind of content. What is the content? Exactly. Exactly, and that's why I'm saying a woman will ju- might just scroll past that, like maybe, unless she's looking at the kind of bikini she's wearing and the makeup she's using. But pretty much, 
he she's more likely to swipe through that fast than I am, right? Yeah. So that's why, as a man, when I open TikTok and a woman who's most looking for makeup tutorials or just you know fashion, we will get different things. Okay. So sex okay. does matter. It does. Yeah. It does. It does. So, so that's why I think as a man, as okay, let me okay to be fair, let me not generalize. For me, Oscar, TikTok is soft coupon, and that's why I do not watch. TikTok. I do not use TikTok. I. It's the dancers, right? I think somewhere along the way, you know how each of these platforms have their own like meta culture to them, right? Mm-hmm. There's like mm-hmm. different phases and different times, right? I feel mm-hmm. like when TikTok came around in the beginning, it was just innocent, funny dances, right? Somewhere mm-hmm. along the way, the meta culture shifted towards like a more sexual. Because that gets more, more sexual. Views. And then, but it's. It's, it's just really, really messed up because a large portion of the people on this platform are not even above 18, right? So you have yeah, very, but... very young children and teenagers doing these sexual dances. And I'm talking about like sexual dances with them in like in bikinis. And yep, it's very yep. provocative clothing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is like, we all know for a fact it's okay when you're watching it on TikTok, but if this was your daughter, you'd be like, you're, you're beating her and locking her up and throwing that phone away, right? <laughs> <laughs> when I say beating, I mean, like, you slap her, throw her phone away, and then ban her from the internet, right? Yeah, yeah. I, but I think we've, we've gone a bit too far off track. What We're talking about meaning and technology. So the point I, I was making here is that... Uh-huh. The point I was making here is that, yes, you can't find a lot of meaning in self-expression through technology, right? Right. However... I think we've come to confuse meaning with attention, with gaining attention. Say, right? Say that again. We've we've come to confuse meaning with gaining attention, gaining followers, gaining viewers, right? So not everything you see on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube is really meaningful. A lot of it is just appears to be attention seeking. I saw this random clip on TikTok of a guy. Walk, you know, like he has the cell, the phone camera on, and he's just screaming as loud as possible, so p- you can see how many people behind him notice him screaming or turn around to see him scream. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, such a video probably has thousands and thousands of views, but what is the meaning in that? What is the meaning? He just wants. I assume he just wants to get many views. It's it's and he did. It's the number game, right? With every yeah, exactly. view and follower, exactly. it's self evaluation. Yeah. So it validates, yeah, self validation. With each follower, mm. each number, it self validates yourself. Mm-hmm. So it it reaches that point where people are associating their self worth mm-hmm. with the number of views, a number of followers mm-hmm. that they see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I, I, blaming technology, you're right, that's not the right thing to do. However, we are misusing this tool. We definitely are. How, how do you, how do you push people in the much more right direction of using this technology to enable people to do better and in order to, like, you know, create better or much more fulfilling meaning in their lives? I don't know. Maybe it's the solution. I another assumption. I would assume is that to let people just do what they're gonna do. 
until they see the meaningless the meaninglessness in what they're doing mm. i think that's you can't because we can't like take it all back and say okay now you can no longer post twerking videos on youtube mm, mm, mm. that that won't work that's a tyranny you know it won't work mm. i think you have to let people do all that they're doing and eventually hopefully they will see there's no there's no meaning behind this anymore because if you got if you put up a twerking video today and it got like what a million views right mm. what can you do tomorrow to get 2 million a better twerking video you know how far can you go before your twerking video becomes porn yeah the, i i i, if num- I think if numbers is just the game you know <laughs> i think you're right does that yeah does that uh escalation to well, yeah. i think escalation to memes jokes and the general trends that you see on mm-hmm. tiktok mm-hmm. a funny one is like i i feel like even like the trends recently have become more extreme do you remember the mm-hmm. the, the trend of people licking ice cream no i don't remember this when was this this was i'm pretty sure this was on a tiktok and instagram thing so people would mm-hmm. go to supermarkets mm-hmm. and box ice cream you know like a, a container ah, of ice okay, cream okay. and lick the top and then close it and they would Jesus. record themselves doing this mm. and then toss the ice cream back into the aisle mm, mm. so it will just they'll put it right back in the pile right so you wouldn't mm, even mm. know that somebody opened it up and licked it on top mm. then a mm, lot of them mm. would do this in a certain way so that the cameras wouldn't see them mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. first woman who did this mm. got millions upon millions like easily like 10 million views you know Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she was later on charged because <laughs> mm-hmm. obviously you can't just record yourself doing stupid shit yeah, like that and yeah, yeah. you know expect to get away with it but then it started a huge trend people were licking mm-hmm. ice cream and this was like this was like during the same year of like the major lockdowns so corona had oh, already okay, happened okay. and people yeah. were doing this and you were just thinking like seeing this stuff you were just like why is this a thing you know yeah, it's an it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. And you're right; it just gets more and more extreme. There was this, huh, there was this one uh, YouTuber, I believe. She was a YouTuber. And she was just she was an anime girl. You know those anime girls? I forget her name. I believe like she was South v- African. VTuber? I, I I don't know. I'm not quite sure. But I had the, I had oh, this story. What do you mean she's an anime girl? I just wonder. No, uh, she she dresses up. She does cosplay. She okay cosplay. Ah, just a cosplay. Girl, yeah. Just a cosplay. Yeah, so okay. she does cosplay. And she was just, you know, dressing up in sexy cosplay outfits, you know, like uh, making gaming while cosplaying, right? Mm. But she got a lot of traction and her numbers just shot up. And she's the girl who, who was selling her bath water. Ah, uh, Be- Belle Daphine. Be- yes, yes. Belle Daphine? Eventually, Belle Daphine? I, I don't know her the name, but yeah, Belle something, whatever it is. Mm. Belle Daphne, I don't know, yeah. Daphne, so whatever yeah. it is, eventually this girl who was just like gaming while cosplaying, got attention so she needed to get those numbers up right huh. what is she doing now she's doing porn yeah. she's doing porn right now 100% she she's to... actually having sex in front of the camera it's like she used the, to... the numbers have to keep rising up man she used to do so much softcore content and mm-hmm. tease the followers so much mm-hmm. and it just reached a point where now she's just doing straight up pornographic content you know exactly exactly and she actually shot herself in the foot because she was actually i i i, I followed that story she was actually mm-hmm. getting more views before the pornographic mm-hmm. 
to be fair to her, who knows what she's getting on OnlyFans and stuff like that. Maybe she's making. She, I, I would, I, I would expect because of her beauty, she's making a lot more money now. Mm-hmm. But then the question is, what is the cost? Because there's always a cost, right? Well, the cost. I mean, she's, we live in a world whereby we've come to value, you know, external validation and money so much that we, we don't even. I was having a conversation with someone once, a friend. And this person was saying that this person is a woman. And this person was saying that she will have sex for money, right? Mm. She will do it. She will do it. And in my head, the first that comes to my head is like, well, well, that's prostitution. That's obviously prostitution. And so the question is, is is. prostitution morally morally right? Is it moral? Yeah, people can do whatever they want with their bodies. No, no, no. True, you can do anything you want with your you can cut yourself up. Is that moral? That's the question I'm asking. Right? Now I'm being who I am, there was a point in time when I would say, you know what? Prostitution is okay. Don't ask any questions. Let them be, right? And me, yeah, I do let them be to this day, but I am not okay with it. Yes. Within my okay code of morals and ethics, it's yeah. not okay. But yeah. the number one principle I hold above it most things is freedom so people are completely free yeah yeah i'm not saying they shouldn't do it they can do it i'm saying i'm not okay with it and the second point i was making is that money is so valuable getting getting money is so important that you're willing to throw away your moral standards for the sake of money ah that's right that's that's the demon of time you know that's exactly old 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 you're talking about an old sin oscar People, what people it's, will do for money. We we know this. We know this. And so we maybe, have so many stories in the Bible. It, it's 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 something as old as time. Fair, as long as money is interested, you know. To be fair, maybe you and I have not let go of our morals for money because our lives have just been good enough for us to not have to do to need to do that, right? For sure, for sure. Yeah, but still, I would like to believe that my morals are more important than money. Mm. You know. <laughs> like, but maybe just I'm not hungry yet. Maybe when I'm hungry, I'll screw my morals, you know? <laughs> mm. No, I think yeah. it definitely that has definitely to do with it because if, if if our lives have never we've never been put in that situation of like mm-hmm. desperation, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's in those situations like like when you're feeling pain or like mm-hmm. like when you're feeling down, that's when your character is tested the most, right? Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I think. So the point I was making is like with that, with the woman Bell, the Bells, whatever Bell Daphne, Bell Daphne, Bell Daphne, Bell Daphne, Daphne, Daphne. Okay, Bell Daphne. Yeah. So she she wanted to increase her numbers, make more money. I don't know if it's making money or just getting followers. I don't but know. The interesting I, I thing. Followers the purpose is money. Interesting thing is that she probably didn't need to do that. She actually, she almost definitely didn't need to do that. She was one of the more popular cosplayers slash controversial cosplayers. I think she was the controversial cosplayer. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but she didn't know, right? She didn't know. She didn't know. She What's was making. Thing? She she did this for a whole year, man. She she was making a lot of money. She didn't but need to do like, the. Here's the thing, right? When you're making a million, you dream of a time when you can get ten million, right? But now, maybe, maybe that, like, she, there's no way she could have known that by by having sex on camera, I'll make less. 
there is no way she could have known that. Because like, think about this. Her, I, her income increased with the, with the level of controversy she was introducing with each video, right? So she's like she was a nobody making random maybe gaming videos maybe just random uh, cosplay videos and then she just saw like if I if I make it more controversial maybe something sexualized I'm getting more followers more views more money right uh-huh. what's the next step what's the next rational step oh let me just have sex that seems to make sense there's nothing more controversial than sex you know and she's she's literally done jokes on her fans where she said she's mm-hmm. making a sex tape. Mm-hmm. Or like, have you seen the one where she's like, "Oh, PewDiePie goes in my mouth." She'd put up like I'd... very clickbaity videos like that, and then when you watch the video, it's just like her eating a picture of PewDiePie or something weird like that. She yeah, she would do she she she's, she's done a lot of bait and switch type stuff, you know. I've only I think I've, okay, I've never I've watched a couple of her videos. Like, actually, I have watched one of her sex videos actually. I watched her videos. What what made me interested in her story was when she started selling her own bath water, and she mm-hmm. made mm-hmm. tens and thousands of dollars on that. By the way, mm-hmm. she's made upwards of like hundred k dollars on her own bath water. And for Jesus. people who don't know, this is just a normal woman who cosplays, you know, as anime characters. She just decided, oh, I have a really ridiculous, like really, really, really ridiculously loyal fan base questionably loyal fan base what will they do oh, she's called Belle Delphine Belle, Belle Delphine. Delphine yeah Belle Delphine what would they do if I sold my bathwater like bathwater she's actually been you know mm-hmm. and see the, 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 the funny thing about this she took advantage of the meme the memeability of the situation mm-hmm. because the mainstream media absolutely sold the story for her as well you know, YouTube slash Instagram star influencer sells their bath water, makes loads of money. You know, that story was going around all the way, all over, you know. So, and then the internet was obviously like, there were pe- lots of people were playing it up as a weird joke. Hey, I just bought the bath water of this famous person, you know. Jesus. It was, but then the reality, the reality of the situation was comes back to us. Right? Well, Where, you know what? Mm. It, it all at the end, I think it none of this matters, man. None of this matters. None it of this matters. It's a weird little ecosystem game that we've yes, made for ourselves. Yes, and it's like, hey, so now the the question is back again. Where is the meaning in all of this? Is it is it money? Is that the end goal? Is that that's it? That's it. For some people, it's it's definitely money. For some people, it's definitely yes. money. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like most of it looks like it's all money. The, um, okay, not all of it, not even most of it, but what seems to be the most popular seems to be all about money right uh-huh. all these things on instagram all this influence uh, uh, and not to be fair there's some very great instagrammers and youtubers and tiktokers out there who make really interesting content truly interesting content whether it's comedy whether it's art whether it's you know whether it's philosophy right uh-huh. but still a lot of it a, a majority of it it's just people doing crazier and crazier things for the sake of getting followers. And the reason why I, I disagree with that is because I believe, and this might be just me, meaning is found through overcoming adversity, right? If you could, if you could, if you could take an, like, 
a pill that will give you like a six pack, you know, and nice biceps and a nice chest. Would you really be proud of how you look? No, it, yeah, like you would be proud, you feel, but yeah, you feel good. You feel good, and you don't walk around like that. But you know, the, the pleasure, at least for me, the pleasure of looking good is that the fact that I know I worked really hard at this. And I know other people don't look at me because they're willing to work as hard as I am. That gives me pleasure. That gives me a lot of pleasure. But if I know, if I can take a pill, and I know Jason can take a pill, and my friends can all take pills, then there's no, there's no meaning in whatever I'm doing. There's no meaning in looking fit anymore. There's no meaning. There's no story. The like. There's... Exactly. And the same thing with with fame and popularity through social media. It's like a lot of it is just I'm gonna scream in the streets. See how I'm gonna or lick the ice cream in the store and get those views, bro. Where is the where is the adversity you've overcome in making that? How much have you struggled to make that video? Actually, it's not only you're not even overcoming adversity; you're becoming adversity. You're literally yeah. causing <laughs> chaos and havoc for other people, you know, who are trying to yeah, just live yeah. normal lives. Yeah, yeah. You know, like here's a, a wonderful thing I had about like having children. When it, about overcoming adversity, mm. uh, it, it said that people without children are, on general, happier than people with children. Mm. Because when you have a child, when you have children, you can only be as happy as your most miserable child. Okay. Right. However, the reverse is this: as you watch your child grow, their growth is also your growth, right? When Raha learns to say a new word, it's not just her success. I feel like that's also my success, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you've helped her overcome something. Exactly, right? And that's why, on the long run, the people uh, on a day-to-day basis, people without children are happier with it than people with children. But people without in, children in, are happier. People, yeah, on a day-to-day basis, like mm-hmm. part, like if you're looking at moment to moment, people without children are happier than people with children. Because having a child implies dealing with her tantrums, waking up at night to change diapers, you know? You can't even have a full night's sleep when you have a child, right? Is that making you more unhappy or is that just more responsibility? It's more responsibility. It's more of a burden because no burdens okay. make you happy, man. Yes, yeah? yes, yes, yes. Okay. But in, in the long run, in the long run, people with children appear to be happier than people without children. Because they've drawn more meaning from their lives through their children. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And this is the same thing with like, forms of expression in art. The artist who spends hours and hours and hours creating an, you know, an, a visual piece and finally completing the piece. Uh-huh. I believe that artist, and I, I don't know, I just believe so, I would like to believe so, that artist has discovered more meaning through the struggle of creating this art piece than the uh-huh. guy who just made something in their phone in five minutes. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. This is just what I believe. I'm not saying it's a fact. No, no, no. I, I think the art always usually speaks for itself. You can tell when somebody's yeah, yeah. worked on something for a very long time mm-hmm. versus most of the time. I'll say this, most of the time you can tell. Mm-hmm. When when someone works on something for a very long time, it's like the, the very soul gets imprinted in that art piece. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you listening to it or you looking at it, you can tell this is... Some, there's something about it. I think the mind just knows. Like, there's something about it that's just different from the other ones, you know? 
exactly yeah 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 this you know like the I, pattern i see in this artwork or the, like, like when you listen to music the pattern the patterns you're hearing it's like this is different this is different yes yes and this is something like for me i like literature and there's some so my favorite i would say my favorite author is a guy called john steinbeck he's um he died a long time ago hmm. anyway so when i read john steinbeck's books like all of them all of them bro there's some there's some there's a way he writes that actually brings me to tears you know it's like it's like how did he do this you know it's like watching michael jordan you know like dunk from from the middle of the of the, of the court right uh-huh. it's like that shouldn't be possible but he's doing it uh-huh. and he, with, the, with the writing it's just words but there's a way someone can write and go like how is this guy making me feel this way with words and you can see that he spent he wrote that maybe he wrote that paragraph over and over and over again you know and that's why i say like man there's the struggle of creation is what is where meaning lies huh. it shouldn't be an instant creation should not be an instant you know uh i th- i think it's definitely in that like you said who knows how many times they've tried to write the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. see the struggles that lead to success we only see exactly. the success yeah. itself right yeah. oh like yeah. in david goggins but like what he says people don't see the nights that he failed and all those times he struggled to reach where mm-hmm. he reached they only see goggins yeah who he is right now they don't see yeah. all those times he failed yeah we don't know who david is right? <laughs> yeah and i think this applies to all of our artwork mm-hmm. anyway i think we're running out of time and then any final mm-hmm. comments you want uh, final comments. I'm just looking forward to having those guests over next week. Uh, rather to to speak with our guests next week. Uh. I'm very excited. It's been a long time since we've had a guest. I think our guest episodes always seem to do very well. Yes, on yeah, yeah on face on our face analysis, you know, surface mm-hmm. analysis. It's yes, pretty much yes, yes. most of the guests. I think all of the guest episodes do better than usual. Better mm-hmm. than yeah, the episodes. yeah, yeah. Well, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh. And well, once again, you know, I'm grateful to have another a week to record. Do we have time to do this? Uh, despite your strenuous work schedule, I'm happy that you could make it. Jason, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Don't say strenuous. It's not that bad. It's yeah, not that bad. Yeah. It's just like like any other job. There's just busier times and there's some points mm. where it's busier than usual, but it's not bad. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a, a lot more free than when I was teaching i think really huh definitely okay anyway that's all is that's why it's like a wonderful thing right Mm, mm, mm. getting more freedom that's what we strive for here exactly exactly anyway uh i think i'm looking forward to that episode as well and Mm. i i actually really enjoy this conversation Mm. yeah we're getting better at this jason yeah we're getting better at speaking and i think we should really bring up the tiktok topic with our guests yes yes definitely definitely and yeah i just want to see them i think for me it's gonna be interesting and very amusing so (laughs) with that let us bear farewell let's bide our (laughs) farewells to our lovely audience (laughs) and uh thank you for tuning in another week everybody thank you so much listeners we appreciate you and please join us again next week for another episode of dreams x trash bye 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 bye
お疲れ様です。